Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Ladies, welcome, welcome on in. I am delighted to have you here once again. And today, I am very lucky. I have Angela Sago Krenzel with me, who is a partner at PwC. Hi there, Angela. Welcome on in. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? I'm very well indeed. I'm very, very excited to be talking about this conversation because it's one of my absolute favorite topics. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking today about what to do when you sort of hit the ceiling in a role. You've sort of achieved everything that you want to. How do you actually successfully decide to, you know, take proactive action? How do you actually make something new happen, like a new opportunity? And Angela's going to be sharing some of her own examples of what she's been through with this um, particular challenge and give us some practical insight, which is what we're all about here at Her Ambitious Career. So, Angela, thank you. I'd, I'm going to get started by um, just asking you to maybe share an example or two of where you've um, had this experience in your career, where you feel like you've sort of achieved as much as you possibly can in the role, and now you're thinking about, well, what's next? Mm, mm, it's, it's such an interesting topic, and I'm so glad we have the opportunity to talk about this. Um, early in my career, I, I was working for the government, and it was, it was an amazing role. I, I loved my team. I loved what I did. Um, I had the opportunity to work, I had studied, I had a variety of work, it was great. Um, I was there for eight years in total and it was towards the end of that eight years I started to feel like I'd reached the capacity of the learnings that I could from that role at the time. And it was something that for me was quite daunting. It was That was my first job. I had no idea where and how to go from there to do something different. I was considering leaving government, going into professional services. Uh, where do you even begin, you know, as a young person leaving their first role? And I think that that experience really highlighted to me the value of having mentors in my career. Um, I had some very close mentors in that role who were, you know, people that I worked for, but also had a very good coaching relationship with where they had very much worked on the basis of what's right for you and your career, not necessarily, you know, I'm trying to retain you for, for a role. I'm trying to work out what's right for your career. And sitting down and talking with them and I appreciate that that mentor may not always be the person you're working with. It might be external yes. or someone else. Yeah. could be anybody. But that person that you can have that open conversation with mm. to say, this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like I'm stagnating. I'm feeling like I 
have more to give in a different way. I, I'm feeling that my passion is not quite aligning anymore and I want to do something different. Um, how do I go about this? What are your thoughts? Am I overreacting? Am I, have I thought enough about it? Have I, have I um, considered, have I tapped into all that I can in my current role? Um, are there other options for me? And having that openness mm. in a safe space certainly helped me, certainly helped me um, to come to the conclusion that, no, I did want to move on. I did want to try something else in my career. Uh, and then the next step is, of course, the how-to. Yes. And that that part, for in my case, the mentors were extremely beneficial in introducing uh, network network opportunities. Uh, as it turned out, it was within my own network that an opportunity came up, mm-hmm. um, and being open to having those conversations. Um, in that process, being very open to where you're at in the process that you're exploring and that you're trying to understand more. Being thorough in that process certainly helped me feel comfortable in making those decisions. Um, and ultimately, in my case, I did I did move on to professional services, and I've been in professional services ever since. Uh, it was it was the right move for me in my career at that time, but it didn't come without a lot of reflection and yes. a lot of self um, self doubt in the process. But I have to say that I the support that I had around me helped that transition happen. Yeah, I think that's such an important point. I think. If there's anything I've seen in the years I've been career coaching, it's that idea that doing it alone is really hard. And it's so important, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, it's not just for women. We all need supporters, whether they're cheerleaders in your corner, encouraging you on, whether they're people who can connect you with other people, influential people who can connect you with other people, whether they're people who actually have the opportunity to present Um, opportunities to you because those people absolutely do exist you have to absolutely seek them out Um, it's rare that these things just sort of fall on your lap you do have to be really proactive and believe I think also that you're worth those relationships because there's something that I've seen which is well I don't want to bother those people Uh, I feel like I'd be wasting their time but in my experience 99% of the time if you approach somebody for certainly mentorship um, and support and ideas, you get um, a positive response to that. I completely agree. It's been my experience 100% of the time. That yes. It, people, people are more giving than we give ourselves credit for, I think. You, you approach people and people want to help. People want to help. And there is, there is an element of very much um, trying to assist. So it, there is, I, I would never feel... You sh- everybody should feel empowered to reach out, have a conversation. You are worth it. 100% you are worth it. You can have those discussions uh, and see where it goes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a really nice conduit because I was going to ask you about value. And, you know, one of the pieces we work a lot with in our business is helping people really understand the value that they're adding, whether that's commercial value or cognitive value or whether it's expertise or whether it's experience or whatever it might be. But I think you owe it to yourself always to understand the impact that you're making and to understand 
how useful your contribution is and to be able to talk about that and verbalize that because that where I see it is where you get true leverage in in your career whether that's in your current job and you're kind of talking about the you know the expertise that you have or whether that's in negotiating a new opportunity and you know pushing for a promotion or pushing for a new leadership role or something um, but it always has to come from you first you can't expect other people to recognize our value unless we recognize it in ourselves first what are your thoughts with that I could not agree more and it's something that reflecting on my career today I wish I'd come to the realization of so much earlier so much earlier that you are in the driver's seat of your career spend the time to understand what makes you valuable spend the time to think about why would someone acquire my services what is the x factor that I bring to the table and that may not necessarily always be I'm a technical person so it might not just be your technical strength it might be the EQ you bring it's the team building skills you bring the relationship skills that you bring uh, to the table. It's not necessarily one dimensional. It is a broad range, but take the time to understand mm. at a deep level what it is and write it out. Write it out. Have your value system. They talk about elevator pitches and all that stuff. It's great. Understand what your value is at the heart of it and know that intimately and yes. be able to articulate that back in the situation that you need to do. Practice it if you must. It's something that I've had to do in the last year many times of practicing what it is that I bring to the table. And without a doubt, I can I will say that and be able to uh, leverage that in any, in any room that I go to. Mm. Uh, and that will help with, as you say, the promotion conversations, the uh, salary negotiations that, that need to be had, or indeed saying, you know what, we're not aligned here. I need to give my value proposition to another fine pivot somewhere else to find what what aligns with what I what I know I am worth. Yes. It comes I from think that's it, isn't it? Mm. It's you you need to know. You need to be absolutely certain yourself. You don't have to rely on other sources external to you to tell you where your worth lies. You really do have to know it because you need to have the strength to say this actually isn't the right opportunity for me. It's sort of a mediocre settling opportunity. I can do it. But is it making me excited? Is it giving me my best opportunity to really show what I can do and to have the strength to look elsewhere? Um, I think that's really interesting what you said earlier, Angela, because I think we underestimate where our value really lies sometimes. And we think we get ourselves into this uh, headspace, if you like, that is it needs to be this huge thing for it to be useful. Mm. And it doesn't actually need to be some gargantuan thing. It doesn't have to be a PhD, for example. It doesn't have to be something that is huge. Mm. It can be something that you do really well naturally. And we often forget that when we do things naturally, they just come so easily to us. I just, I call them super strengths. We assume everybody else can do it too. And therefore it's nothing special, right? That's right. And the reality is, is if you can do something like being organized, if you're amazing at including, yes. if you're amazing at listening to what other people have to yeah. say, if you're that person at the end of a meeting who actually just says that little thing at the end of the meeting that makes everybody challenged, you know, and maybe you've not said anything for the rest of the meeting, but you just are that person who always comes in with that critical 
well, hang on, have we not thought about this statement? These things are all incredible value adds. And I think we need to really acknowledge that often when we do things extremely well, they're often massive value adds rather than something to be, you know, belittling or, or thinking that everybody else can do it just because it comes easily to us. Could not agree more with you. Could not agree more with you that it is it is exactly that. And and that's why I say taking the time to reflect on the things that come naturally to you, they might very well be your superpower. That, that's what that's that's what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, add that into the into the mix of it all. It's 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 so invaluable. Mm-hmm. But I cannot stress enough. Take the time to work that out because the person in the driver's seat for your career, for your life, is you, <laughs> and you need to take that. Make the investment. It's an investment mm. in defining what makes you and bring what is your value. Yeah. So what if I could summarise your suggestions, Angela, what I'm hearing is number one is to be proactive and to take charge if it's not working for you. Number two is to do some work on understanding the value and the impact that you're already making. Number three is to make that decision that you don't need to settle and that you can go and do something else if you choose to. Mm. And number four for me is getting help and getting support and getting people to hear where you are and to know what you're trying to achieve and asking them for help and asking them to connect you with people and um, to open up potential opportunities and doors for you. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly the summary of it. It's exactly yeah. the summary of it. Well, I love that because it kind of, it really mirrors the work that we do. It really mirrors my philosophy on it too, um, which is really wonderful because that's validation for me too. Um, But I I just think if you don't take those kinds of steps, then you really are passive. You're a passenger in your career. And if there's one thing I've realized is, you know, your career will happen to you one way or the other. It's just a question of whether you want to be, like you say, in the driving seat of those decisions or for other people essentially to make those decisions for you. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. 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 Angela, thank you. I mean, that's been a really, really insightful, helpful, very practical um, list of steps really as to what to do when you hit that ceiling. Oh, it's been such a good chat. Thank you. Thank you. A huge thank you to Angela for coming on our show again. She's actually been on the show before. We've been talking previously about inclusive leadership, so you can check that out on previous episodes. But I love these concepts that Angela's been sharing, this idea of being proactive in your career, asking for what you want, understanding and talking about your value, because if you don't do these things, nobody else on this planet is going to do it for you. I've seen it time and time again. It does not work. We have to take ownership of our own outcomes and decide for us what we want and settling for mediocre opportunities that decision whether or not we do that is our own choice so if you find yourself in a role that is just not fulfilling you anymore that's not stretching you that's not giving you the opportunities that you're looking for have a think about what you want next and what that could look like you might not have total clarity of that yet but just ask yourself if you are ready to start addressing it and taking that next step to move forwards so if you're looking obviously for career support that's where we come in We do a lot of work with our clients in the areas of personal branding and new leaders and helping new leaders thrive in their new roles. 
if you are looking for support, I am here for you. So one of the th key things that you can do to connect with us is first and foremost, listen to more of our podcast. And if you love it, subscribe, leave us a review. Please leave reviews. They're so amazing on Apple Podcasts to leave some reviews. And you can also download one of our most popular downloads, which is the seven habits of female execs who get promoted. You can get that by going to rebeccasfreegift.com. And that is always the best starting point because you'll get some strategies from us straight away that you can absolutely start to implement from the moment that you read them and start to get new results in your career. That's what we're all about. It's all about getting new results and getting them faster. So I have loved today's conversation. It is so aligned with how I think and the philosophy that we have here at Illuminate Personal Growth and also on this show, Her Ambitious Career. We love coming to you every single time that we do. We always hope that there's more and more interesting practical content that you can learn from and we can all learn from and grow from. So I will see you next time. Have the most fantastic day. Have a great one.